What's up, what's up, what's up? We are back with another brief episode of Small Talk. Um, We call this segment Ear to the Streets. We are going to open up the lines to a couple of our listeners who tune in and listen to the podcast um, on a daily basis. And we're just going to recap the previous episode that I posted earlier today talking about Botham Jean, 26-year-old male who was shot and killed in his home by a police officer who thought that she was walking into her home and saw an intruder, so she shot him twice and killed him. So we're going to go ahead and open up the phone lines. We have Icy on the line. Icy, can you hear me? I can hear you. All right, so we're going to go ahead and just listen to your viewpoint and see how you feel about Botham Jean and the issues that are taking place in Dallas surrounding this topic. First of all, I just want to tell you thank you because um, your podcast is like super dope. Thank you. Appreciate that. And Jean Botham, I, I feel like the case uh, it really just leaves me with more questions than answers. I feel like uh, each time we get cases like these, yeah, they, the, the police and the media, they never really give us facts to, to really make up our minds on what's really going on. Right. So, but in the end, I, I, I do have a question for you. Like, okay. when you see, when we see things like this, like we constantly, um, we, we constantly protest, you know, we stand outside of places with signs. Um, we've looted, we've burned down buildings. Um, not too long ago in Dallas, you even had somebody who shot police officers. Right. You know? And uh, with his, our history goes back to, to trying to provide some type of resistance or struggle, and none of these things have worked up to this point. And so my question is, how do you think that we should approach uh, issues like this when we see them? Right. That's a very good question. Uh, My thought process with that is I would think that it's something we need to start with internally. Um, Like you said, we have done the protesting, we've done the looting, we've burned, um, and we have gotten nowhere doing those things. And it's something that we need to attack internally. We need to educate ourselves on the system and how the system works. And we need to understand that the system was not made for us. It was made against us and once we understand the laws and understand how they have used this um against us then then we'll we'll be getting somewhere but i think that's the biggest issue is understanding the laws and understanding that the law is not for us we need to question what type of police officers are they hiring What type of people are they allowing in these uniforms? And it just takes me to one of my favorite quotes by one of my favorite people, uh, Malcolm X. And, you know, he said, A hundred years ago, the American white men used to put on a white sheet and use a bloodhound against Negroes. Today, they have taken off the white sheet and put on police uniforms and traded in the bloodhounds for police dogs. And they're still doing the same thing. Um, they've been doing this for decades now. And they've been allowed to do this. And so that's a great question, Icy. Um, but I think that we need to start internally. 
Yeah, I, I agree with you. I totally agree with you. I, I, I think that it's obvious that what we've been doing isn't working, and mm-hmm. we won't be able to move anywhere unless we do it with some type of education about ourselves. Right. I think that uh, some of the people who provided the best resistance was the Black Panthers, and you couldn't get involved with the organization without being intelligent, without being educated on what kind of what was going on and what was taking place and what was going on in the community. I think that we glorified the fact that they had guns over the mm. fact that they had intelligence. Right. And we could, we're obsessed with trying to fight everything with guns, but there is no way you could be in war with the American government and think that you're going to win with firepower. Right. And so if we're at war, we're going to have bloodshed but the best chance that we have at winning anything is to educate ourselves. That's you know, a so. great point. Great, great point. Um, I love that you said that. Um, I have a question for you, though. Um, being a black man in America, you know, how does this make you feel when you see things like this on the, the news and in the media? You know, this does happen to women. It's actually happening to black women um, a lot. It's not like black women are exempt from being killed at the hands of the police. Uh, We are also suffering um, out there. But just being a black man and knowing, you know, the stressors that come with being a black man, how how do you feel when you see, you know, your brother and your sister on TV um, being killed with no justice served? Helpless. Like, you know... From being a man, like one thing that makes you feel like a man is being able to protect your family and, and being able to stand up, and even if that means dying for something, but like it, it makes you feel helpless, like you're in a situation with no win. Where you, you watch a lot of grown men in these videos sit and watch, you know, their daughters or sit and watch the uh, wives or whatever right. be harassed, brother, sister, or whatever. And, that is one of the worst feelings you can have and it, it just seems like another thing that's added on to the list that's killing you you know right you know let's let's not forget that you got AIDS still going hammock in the community right. you know you you still you, you still got the police you still got black people killing black people it's like you know cancer it's just food it's just another thing added on to the list you know Right. Very, very good point. Um, the word helpless, um, that's a very, very deep word and a very good word to actually describe. I feel like how the entire black community feels. We can definitely feel helpless, and I think that's a feeling that they want us to have. Um, but we're fighters. We come from ancestors who have endured a lot and have built this country. Um, so we, we're, we're far from helpless, but that's definitely a great emotion that I would um, use to describe the feeling that, that we're feeling. Thank you, Icy. I appreciate you know, your point of view. Do you have anything else that you would like to add to this topic? Um, no, I wouldn't like to add anything to this, but thank you for having me on the show. And keep on preaching the truth. What's love?
Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. Well, we just heard from Icy Mike. Uh, we put our ear to the streets. We heard his voice. Um, he let us know how he felt about the situation, and we, we appreciate that. So we have our next caller on the line. We have uh, Texas Rose. Texas Rose, are you there? Hi. Yes, I'm here. Hi. So thank you for being a listener um, and listening to the podcast. I appreciate that. Uh, so we just want to hear your viewpoint. If you wanted to add some words, you know, to the episode that I uh, talked about today about the issue that has happened in Dallas with Botham Jean, who is 26 years old, killed in his home by a police officer. Yes, yes. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to expand on this. And, um, and thank you also for taking your time out to creating this platform because it's, it's needed. It's very necessary. And it just gives us an opportunity to just get our viewpoints out there. And hopefully we can start a, a bigger conversation and effect some change <laughs> for the future. But I just, you know, just in everything, seeing everything that's unfolded, I think one of the most interesting things about it all is that Dallas actually has for the first time, or I don't know if it's the first time ever or just the first time in a long time, but there's a black um, person in office. Her name is Renee Hall. She's the Dallas police chief. Okay. And, you know, with her being a woman of color in office, you know, we have, like, these expectations of her to fulfill a certain duty right. in our favor, just because we want to support her in any way we can, but it's just I don't know if it's politics or if it's her being, you know, right. afraid to ruffle the feathers of right. people that's behind the scenes. But, I mean, ultimately, they, they did come to firing Officer Geiger. Right. But I just found it very, very interesting. There was a, a, a quote from what she said that she didn't want to, that an early investigation could have impeded on Officer Geiger's Fifth Amendment when they were so fast to protect her Fifth Amendment which was to not say anything, basically. When Colin Kaepernick is, he's been chastised for his first amendment yeah. to silently bear arms, you know, just to be right. silent. So, I just found that very, very interesting. That is interesting, and that's something that I actually touched on um, in my previous episode about the situation. That's very, that's a very good um observation texas rose i feel the same way honestly i i feel as if we do have black people in positions where they can help us and like you said maybe they're just scared you know um threatened not able to really rise to the occasion um her fifth amendment right was protected and here we have colin kaepernick who is exercising his first amendment right and everybody walks away with their life. Everybody exactly. gets to go home to their families, you know, and this young man doesn't get to do that. And the millions of other black men and women who don't get to do that as well. And so it just raises the question as to why. And, you know, like Icy Mike said, it's almost a feeling of helplessness because here we are, we're having the conversation. It makes sense to us. Why doesn't it make sense to them? So yeah, 
And it's even crazier, like, just, you know, on being on social media, you have to really, like, discipline yourself on what to look at, what not to look at. But sometimes I can't help myself but to look at comments and just see, you know, we have our own circles and our own nets of friendships where we all have similar viewpoints. Right. But every once in a while, I think it's, I think it's healthy to just see how other people think. And I've seen comments from people with opposing views on the situations, and it's so many people that are oblivious to the fact that are quick to say, oh, race has nothing to do with it, it was an accident, point blank, period, or, you know, just right. completely washing away the fact that a life was taken. Right. Like, how how could this even be seen as, even if it was seen as an accident, like, if it was, I, I can't help but to think if it, the shoes was on the other foot, like, I feel like more justice would be taken in a swift manner right. than what we're seeing. Right. And that's just ridiculous. Right. And 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 that's a very good good point. That's what they turn the blind eye to. They turn the blind eye to the fact that justice is served when it happens to any other race. But when something happens to the black life, justice is not served or it's not equivalent to what other races get. We have black men and women serving sentences for things that they have not even done. And then we have officers that are freely killing black men and women on the streets. Yeah. Who are able to get administrative leave. They get the benefit of the doubt. And my question is, when did it ever become an accident to murder someone? Exactly. I never knew that was an accident. And so... It goes back to understanding the process and educating ourselves on that process to where we realized that process was never made for us. It was never there to protect us. Um, But if we don't understand that, then we'll forever be in this situation. I agree. So that's, I agree. That's a very good point, uh, Texas Rose. Uh, social media is, is something that you kind of have to, it, it's a fine line. It can upset you and it can educate you because you can see other people's viewpoints. But it's definitely a place where people can hide behind a computer screen oh, or yeah. a telephone and, and be racist and be hateful and be mean. And, you know, I, I just feel sorry for the black ones who question, who don't question the motives of these officers, especially the officer in Dallas. Um, That's very upsetting when you see, you know, black people who actually don't have, don't question the situation. Yes. And then just something else to expand on that while we were on the topic of, of social media. I actually, while on there, I'm sorry, I'm having issues. I'm sorry, you able to hear me? We're able to hear you, Texas Rose. Okay, perfect. <laughs> but yes, but um, social media can be a gift, it can be a curse. But one of the ways that it is actually a gift is, you know, there have been several um, rallies and protests and walks where they, you know, wanted to honor the legacy of Brother Bolton and just spread awareness with the situation. Mm. Now, I don't necessarily know the effectiveness of protests personally. I feel like there should be more of an economic threat that should, we should pose oh, to yeah. our oppressors. Right. But just, I've seen there's a, a rally that's coming up where there have actually been 100,000 um, signatures provided for a petition to where they're wanting to 
up the ante with Officer Geiger's charge. So I feel like that could actually be a very effective um, festivity to try to, you know, affect some right. change. And they're they're being more strategic with their with their yeah. rally. Right. And you know, just in case anybody is listening and they want to be involved, it's actually going to happen tomorrow from um, from noon to one p.m. It's going to be at District Attorney Faith Johnson's office, and the address is one thirty three North Riverfront Boulevard. It'll be nineteen Dallas, Texas seven five two zero seven. And they're just wanting to rally and deliver the petition to her. The premise of the event just says it's uh, sponsored by Color of Change. And them, along with other community partners, will deliver the petition to the office of the district attorney, Faith Johnson, demanding that she charge Officer Amber Geiger with murder. Because that's that's what it is for killing Baltimore Shim John. Well, thank you for that, Texas Rose. Thank you for sharing that information. Could you drop that address one more time just to make sure people who want to participate in that um, have that address correctly? Yes, yes, yes. It's going to be at District Attorney Faith Johnson's office, and the address is 133 North Riverfront Boulevard, LB19, that's Dallas, Texas, 75207. And it's from noon to 1 p.m. tomorrow. Well, tomorrow, which is Friday, September 28th. Friday? Or? Yes. Friday. Okay. Yes. All right. Thank you for dropping that information. Well, it's not tomorrow. It's Friday, September 28th. So, yes, I stand corrected. Yes. Okay. So, it will be Friday, not Thursday. Got you. Friday, yes. Well, thank you for stopping by. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing your viewpoint. Um, I appreciate it. Um, do you have anything else that you would like to say? I mean, the only other thing I can say is just I hope that we as a people can continue to stay, be encouraged, uplift one another, and just educate ourselves. Like, we can never have too much knowledge because knowledge is power so right we stand together thank you for dropping that last word of encouragement texas road rose i appreciate it and that will conclude this episode of ear to the streets we heard from icy and we heard from texas rose who dropped some very um good knowledge for us they raised some great questions and they even educated us on some things and i appreciate that so You can follow me on Twitter 